0: My skin is black. Oh. My skin,
1: yeah. Is black. I feel so good be to be black right now. Is black. <laughs> Welcome
0: to episode 134 of the Black in Fashion Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Of course, we'd like to call to action our fashion designer, our LC fashion designer retreat is coming, guys. It is in Chicago, April 28th through the 30th. We will be doing self-care as designers. We have a three-day weekend planned out for you guys. There will be curated drinks um, and self-care cocktails, Few infused and regular food we're gonna go for the infused options though and then all self-care for people in the fashion world is going to be an amazing place to network and just relax and have a great weekend in chicago during black fashion month and also the three-year anniversary of lc apparel consulting now today i am joined with crystal lewis she is the owner of love my reality So, Love My Reality was created by two cousins, Crystal and Cherise, from South Louisiana. The clothing line was morphed from a t-shirt apparel company established in 2012 to a full-fledged women's fashion line, delivering the trendiest collections from each season. LMR's collection has modern, fun, edgy pieces with a feminine flair, bold prints, soft fabrics, and exquisite textures. LMR offers pieces for the fashionista who aspires to be a trendsetter, a minimalist, who accessorizes staple pieces and the women on the go with who enjoys effortless shopping well isn't that the intro crystal
1: yes it is right
0: hey (laughs) thank you so much for joining me today
1: oh thank you for having me now where's Sharice at to be here am I
0: saying it right it's Sharice or is it Charisse?
1: Yes, it's Sharice. It was my cousin. She's no longer with the company now. She wanted to transition and do some other things. So um, we co-founded together, and okay. she decided to, you know, go off and do some different things.
0: And do it. And you, so now it's all yours.
1: Hey, now. All me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: You better come through. All right, so tell us a little bit about your... I mean, we know you're from Louisiana, but I want to know when the fashion bug bit you.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't want to sound... <laughs> So I've always been like, you know, I've always liked to, you know, look cute. Um, Even like in high school, I think around about the 10th grade is when I really started to, you know, feel like I wanted to dress a little girly, put put lip gloss on, get my hair done, you know, put some accessories on. And so like I kind of, you know, just kind of just fell into it. I'm like, okay, I like, you know, I like when I dress myself up. I feel good when I do this. And so I never really thought that I would ever like, um, end up in the fashion industry. Um, when I graduated from high school, I went straight into the military. Um, from the military, I deployed. I went to nursing school. So I, I you know, I always thought I was going to be on that healthcare track. And I actually went to, I don't want to sound, you know, well, well, I guess it is what it is. I went to a church service and this lady, um, re, you know, she came to me and she was like, you know, you're going to do something in the fashion industry. And I'm like, me? You know, I, of course I like looking cute, but I never thought that that was anything that, um, you know, I would be doing full-time as an entrepreneur. Um, I just kind of had that, I grew up where it was just like, okay, I'm going to graduate from high school, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to give me a good job, I'm going to do that for, you know, 30 years, I'm going to retire, and then that's it. I never really, like, had um, the desire to really do entrepreneurship, Um, but since then, I want to say, like, since I've been in my, well, I'll be 40 this year, but my thirties, hey I kind of my mind, <laughs> my mindset kind of changed a little bit. But um, we started doing natural hair t-shirts um around 2012. That's when we, there was a big natural hair boom. Um, and I was I went natural, and so I wanted t-shirts that kind of expressed how I felt about my natural hair. You know, just kind of, you know, just saying I'm natural and I'm proud. And so um, 28, we did that for a couple of years. We went to trade shows and we did pretty good. And 2018, we kind of just transition into a full fledged women's line because I wanted to see pieces that I would wear for, you know, my my lifestyle kinda transition. I was married. I was still in the military. I was a nurse. So I didn't really have time to really just shop, shop, shop. I wanted quick, easy pieces that like, you know, a statement piece that I can just grab, throw on me some cute earrings and go. And so that's kinda how LMR was started and now we transitioned from being online and we have an actual brick and mortar store so you never really know the plans you know you think that you have a plan for your life but things don't always work out that way but for the good um so i just allowed, you know i just kind of flow with the journey and, and here we are today
0: I love that I love that so tell me a little bit about your design aesthetic and how you create products are you going like do you like still buy things like wholesale and sell them or do like do you make everything from scratch like what is like your product development or product selection process look like
1: so we actually um we're designing our pieces uh, we manufacture overseas so The process is like I'm always seeing different inspiration pieces online and I'm always seeing like, oh, that, you know, I'll see something. I'm like, oh, that's cute, but I would do this, this, and this with it. Um, I don't have a background in fashion. So we've kind of had to kind of reach out to people who have those kind of that background. I'm not, I, I don't sketch or anything like that, but I'll send inspiration pieces to like a fashion illustrator. And I'm like, you know, this is, I like this about this. Let's change this. Let's do this. And then once I have that sketch together, I'm like, okay, well, I think I want to do some neon. So, you know, let me see what they look like in neon. And then I reach out, I send this sketch to my manufacturer and I tell my manufacturer, send me fabric swatches. That's one way that I kind of go about um, the different pieces. Like I'll, I'll have a sketch and I already have an idea of the, the type of fabrics that I, like, I want to use. And so I'll send that to them or I'll tell my manufacturer, send me fabrics, like show me, you know, show me. The new fabrics, like, you know, and I, I don't want to And see you'll get inspired by fabric. it. Yes, gotcha. and then I get inspired by it nice
0: you actually uh one of my clients she works like that too she's based in atlanta and we do um sketches i do like her tech pack i do all her fittings they send the samples directly to me and i do all of her fittings and corrections to her tech packs and then i send them back
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then
0: everybody else Mm -hmm. uh all my other clients they manufacture here in the u.s i'm their um, production manager because i own a manufacturing facility too um and that's what we do here but yeah i like i like understanding people's process and how they think about things. So do you, yeah. you know, don't you necessarily do things by like collection base and stuff like that or do you just drop products? Because I find that Nowadays in the fashion industry, it's more so like it's not how it used to be. I mean, granted, you know, the European designers they still do you know spring, summer, fall, winter, and kind of stay right. within the fashion calendar. Right. But like for uh, uh, smaller and emerging brands, it just makes more sense and it's more economical for them to continue to push out product monthly. So is that right. how you is that how you do it? Do you come up with like little core cycle collections, or do you just have things that you like and then you just kind of go, just kind of go for it?
1: So. So, in my perfect world, I would love to drop collections. Um, I don't, initially, before we had a brick and mortar store and we were like trying to um, do wholesale and, and push our pieces in other stores, we would have had to like be restricted to that um, fashion calendar. But now, since we have our own store and people are like always coming back, you know, in and we can kind of fill out what our customers are looking for, like we drop in throughout we drop throughout the year like I kind of you know I may put something out see how they respond to it I'm like okay so I, I see y'all are liking these short sets let's go back and do some different prints in the short set so um now we and we drop throughout the year and I love it that way because you don't feel so it, it's just so much pressure to, yeah you're not I'm restricted to
0: like being t- like yes. particular timelines you're just going with it
1: Yes, yeah
0: yes yes yeah that makes sense so, uh, I have a little segment. It's called It's a Success or It's a Disaster. Okay. Can you tell me okay. about a time, like within your uh, career, as you've been growing your business, where something went completely bad and, you know, it was really like, you know, jacked up? I would say something went to shit, but you learned something from the experience that made you, you know, a better business person, a better CEO, a better entrepreneur. Um, so, we, we have a lot
1: of those. <laughs> Don't we? <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> Said, we said we were going to do a whole uh, ebook on everything that you shouldn't do, what not to do um, when starting a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what – so I think for us – well, I, I know where I'm going with this. So a manufacturer, right? We had a manufacturer in the U.S. Um, they kind of knew that we were, you know, newer to the fashion industry and um, – we paid a whole lot of money for samples and we, you know, she wanted her money up front. So we, we paid her money up front for a fall collection. We chose our fabrics. We sent her, you know, we sent her our sketches. Um, We did all of that. And I think we, we, we may have paid for maybe like 12 pieces because at that time we were still trying to do like um, go to the, um, the boutiques or get our pieces in boutiques. Mm-hmm. And she only delivered six pieces. So that big chunk of change that she, and then the the pandemic hit. So that big chunk of change that, she, that we paid her, um, we only received about six pieces. Um, she never followed back with us. We kept, you know, emailing her. We kept calling her and all these other things. And so what I say, what I learned from that is that, you know, going forward, I understand that people want, you know, their money up front and that's fine and dandy. But we learned a valuable lesson lesson about having contracts in place. Absolutely. And things to protect you as the business owner. Yes. Okay. You want your money up front. Well, I need a contract that has deliverables. I need a timeline. You're going to deliver how many samples, you know, every so many weeks. And so we learned some really hard lessons about having the paperwork up front. And making sure that the paperwork not only protects the person
0: you're working with, but protects you as well. Love that. Yeah, that's crazy because I, I, a lot of my interviews when I ask that question, they like, contracts! <laughs> right. <laughs> that yes. is like, definitely like the going one. Like Having your paperwork in order so that you are not losing out. Like, right. And that you are protecting yourself constantly. So right. when it comes to like your manufacturing process, you know, and I like to, and I love, I love interviewing uh, designers um, that, you know, work, you know, work with manufacturers and stuff like that, because um, it's a thing. Of, it's like the stigma about samples. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. get the first one and if it's not right, they fall, they fall apart, child. But it's just like that oh, yeah. is the part of the process. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not always going to fit the way you want to. So there may need to be some corrections or some alterations and stuff right. like that. So on average, when you're going through your process with your manufacturers, how many samples do you go through in order to get, like, the perfect one?
1: Oh, we – I've gone through, like, <laughs> maybe upwards of five samples. Um, And I know it sounds like a lot, but, again, we deal overseas, and, and we had to really do our due diligence of, of customizing our own size charts
0: Mm-hmm. Here Absolutely. um I
1: that that is just so important. I wish that is something that we would have done initially. but once we did our research and found out who our target audience was and created our own custom size chart, I gave I give them my size chart with all the measurements, and I'm like, you follow this size chart for a medium. So these measurements, you know somebody within these measurements should be able to fit a medium. And so, and even just fabrics, like you may choose a fabric, and you th- you think that it's gonna look really good, and then you see it on the on the garment, and you just like, oh, that's awful. I don't like that. I hate that. You know, and, and so you send that back. You're like, well, let's try another fabric. I don't like how this, you know, how mm-hmm. this pant may fall. You know, let let's send that back. So. I think I've done upwards of five before I have, like, actually gotten. But it's not it's before you go into Not all the time, but sometimes, right. like, when you're going
0: to manufacturing. Yeah, yeah. Like, so right. Yeah, so that's my whole business, girl. I do sample development and pattern making and Ooh. all the manufacturing mm-hmm. process. And in the last three years, I have done pattern making, product development, samples, patterns, all that good stuff. for girl, mm-hmm. I, I want to say, no lie, about 316 brands. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've done a yeah, lot. I
1: need, I need to connect with you. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, was, I, actually, I followed you from my uh, manufacturing page, too. It's called LC Apparel okay. Consulting. But okay. I find that because they're new, you know, and I'm working with, of course, emerging designers, and we do everything stateside. I only have a few clients that do it overseas because they can actually hit mm-hmm. the order minimums. But for the most part, we do everything domestic because there's no order minimums here. Um, So right. once they're done product development with me, you know, we can do their small batch run in-house, or we might just source out to one of our partners, but all our partners are here and when I tell you I've seen people have whole fits girl about their first sample and I'm just Mm -hmm. like this just a fit sample like it's just (laughs) it's not supposed to be perfect like we're literally going from the sketch we're going from that 2D version and then going into 3D and we don't know how that's gonna look you know and I always tell designers like it's a part of the process a part of the process and when I tell you out of all those brands I may I give a take may have had 20 Maybe thirty actually go into manufacturing and do production, and it's oh, because wow. they get discouraged along the way because something didn't go right, and then they get mad when they have to make an update or change something. Well, if I make a sample and you change the fabric, then I have to make a whole other sample, and yes, you have to pay That's for right. that, and will feel like right. and feel like they're not supposed to, and I'm just like what? <laughs> or That's they want right. to update, they change the design. Okay, now I have to go back to my pattern, I have to make another pattern now too. If you change That's design, right. I also have to make it over. Um, And right. I just think it's so interesting, like, and I love to hear for like, new designers. I'm just like, did you have that reaction first off? Like, I know with the lady with the six pieces or whatever, she didn't deliver on time. And, of course, she didn't give you your complete order. But, like, when you got your first sample, it didn't, like, it wasn't perfect, right? Or did she go through, did you go through the same oh, process yeah. with her?
1: Oh, no. And I still, I have to talk myself off the ledge today like, when I get a sample or I see it, like, because, you know, the first time I'll actually see it is, like, on video before it actually, because, you know, my stuff is coming from overseas. Right. And when I see it on video, I promise you, about 80% of the time, I'm like, I, <laughs> it is horrible. <laughs> but I have to talk myself off the ledge every time, because I'm like, okay, Crystal, like, you you go through this every time. Mm-hmm. You get it here, you get it in, per- you know, you, you actually put it on the model, and it looks good, you make your corrections, you know, it's not going to be perfect at first. You got to, you know, you have to, like, put into it. You got to nurture it. You got to tweak it. You got to do – it's okay. I have to talk myself off the lid every time, even now. But I think sometimes, too, when initially when we started off, it was really bad because you want such like a – you got to get your pieces out at a certain time, you know, for, for this season. And it's just like, I don't have time you know, for you to be sending me these bad samples, and, and I don't have time to make all these corrections, because then my stuff is made overseas, so then that's that's a whole another couple of weeks before I can get another sample back, depending on how many corrections that I, um, I need, but now the pressure, I just love not having that pressure, um, but I talk myself off the ledge every day, I literally saw a sample, um, I, I designed some prom dresses, and I literally saw it, um, it was probably like two weeks ago, and I was like, this is not, I hate it, and I showed my husband, he was like, Crystal is not that bad in the main practice, like, can you just wait till you get it and put it on the model, and I got the dress, and I'm like, oh my God, this is beautiful, so I have to take, I have to talk myself off the ledge, but I am, like, really particular about that, like, I guess it's the, I don't know if it's the military part of me or whatever, but I just want everything to be perfect, because I feel like if I'm putting something out as a representation of my brand, and I just want it to be, like, right, so, yes, I did have that reaction, and I
0: still do. <laughs> and you still do. But you know that it's part of the process at this point, though. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I gotcha. do. I Love do. Love that.
0: Okay. So, my second segment, um, you know, before we wrap up, is um, it's a success I'm sorry, not a success, it's a muse. <laughs> so if you just want okay. to share a, a quote, a mantra, a prayer, a book, anything that continues to push you forward, even when you go through these obstacles and, you know, how you got past, you know, the, the first, you know, obstacles that you had, just just keeps making you push for it that you'd like to share with another um, a creative entrepreneur. I just
1: actually I have a word. um and i have just been this this word has just carried us just um just being persistent like regardless of what obstacles may come your way cuz you know as entrepreneurs you not you, you put in your money your time your effort you put in everything these these businesses become like your baby and so when things don't always go you know the way that you expect them to go or you have these different obstacles that may pop up and they're going to pop up everywhere just stay you know just continue to just push forward and that's just kind of where i am like i'm just like okay i'm just gonna keep on pushing because you know that you're pushing to get to somewhere and you're gonna get to that place you just gotta go through these you know you gotta go through these obstacles so that that has been my word for the year because every other week i feel like i want to quit and my husband's like, we just got to keep, we just have to push forward. And so that's, that's, that's just where I am. Just keep pushing, like, just keep, don't give up. If, it, if it's something that is placed inside of you and you believe that this is what you're supposed to be doing, you know, I feel like a lot of businesses don't make it because people don't, um, persevere. I think that's the word that I want and I persist I don't even know if persistent is the word, persevere. <laughs> um, they don't persevere like just, just continue to just push forward. So that's, that's, that's been my word
0: love that love that and how do people uh find you and follow you and do you have any special events or collections or anything coming up that you like to share
1: yes we're actually um dropping we're gonna do um we have a prom collection dropping so we're we, we should be shooting content for that within the next uh week or so so we'll have all that rolled out we're working on our summer pieces um you can find us on instagram at uh, love my reality instagram facebook twitter Um, We're local. If anybody's in the Louisiana area, we're in um, Baton Rouge in a a shopping center called Perkins Row. You can come shop with us there. Um, And that's it. Um, Follow us on social media. Check us out online, www.lovemyreality.com.
0: Love that, thank you so much for joining us today. And as I always say, stay black, peace out. And of course, I will put all of Crystal's information in the show notes so you guys can check out her prom collection and their brand, and make sure you visit the site and of course visit the store when you're down there. I'm gonna be in Baton Rouge in a, in May for my sister's graduation, so I'm gonna check you guys out. <laughs> oh, did she
1: graduate
0: from Southern? Uh, she's got she her masters from. from... Girl, I don't even know. She's got her masters in education from somewhere. I need I shouldn't okay, know that okay. type of stuff but I don't even know. <laughs> I would love to meet you in person. Love to. Then, um, definitely connect with me. You know, um, I do a lot of production management and I'm the one who okay. typically, like for my clients that um, kind of work in the same room as you, um, they do okay. you know send me over their sketches and stuff like that, but I'm the one who like does like all the measurements and all of the points of measure and the tech packs for them to go overseas and then um, the samples come directly to me and I do the fitting okay. and the corrections and send them back so that you don't have to go through five samples. I cool. can ad- identify the problems right away. Um, so I have clients that do it like that and then they just do it based off of their monthly budget so there's not like a standard rate it's based off of your budget for the month and it just tells you how you know i'm working five hours a week or i'm going to work 10 hours a week but i do a lot of production management does it eliminate some of that back and forth between the factories
1: okay okay all right awesome thank you of
0: course you have a wonderful day love and i will see you soon
1: okay all right bye